Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of How I Built It. Today I get to talk about one of my favorite topics, podcasting. Craig Hewitt has been in the podcasting game for a long time, and we spoke shortly after he acquired Seriously Simple Podcasting, a plugin for WordPress. We talk about the acquisition process and how he's transformed Seriously Simple Podcasting into a new service, Castos. All that and more, but first, a word from our sponsors. This season of How I Built It is brought to you by two fantastic sponsors. The first is Liquid Web. If you're running a membership site, an online course, or even a real estate site on WordPress, you've likely already discovered many hosts that have optimized their platforms for a logged out experience, where they cache everything. Sites on their hardware are great for your sales and landing pages, but struggle when your users start logging in. At that point, your site is as slow as if you were on $3 hosting. Liquid Web built their managed WordPress platform optimized for sites that want speed and performance, regardless of whether a customer is logged in or logged out. Trust me on this, I've tried it out and it's fast, seriously fast. Now, with their single site plan, Liquid Web is a no-brainer for anyone whose site is actually part of their business and not just a site promoting their business. Check out the rest of the features on their platform by visiting them at buildpodcast.net slash liquidweb. That's buildpodcast.net slash liquidweb. It's also brought to you by Jilt. Jilt is the easiest way to recover abandoned shopping carts on WooCommerce, Easy Digital Downloads, and Shopify. Your e-commerce clients could be leaving literally thousands of dollars on the table, and here's why. 70% of all shopping carts are abandoned prior to checkout. Yes, you heard that right. 70% of shoppers never make it to checkout. And that's why you need to introduce your clients to Jilt. Jilt uses proven recovery tactics to rescue that lost revenue. It's an easy win that lets you boost your client's revenue by as much as 15%, and it only takes 15 minutes of your time to set up. Jilt fully integrates with WooCommerce, EDD, and Shopify, and you can completely customize the recovery emails that Jilt sends to match your client's branding using its powerful drag-and-drop editor, or by digging into the HTML and CSS. Even better, Jilt's fair pricing means your clients pay only for the customers they actually engage, and you get to earn a cut of that through Jilt's partner program. Whether you have clients that process one sale per month or 10,000 sales per month, be the hero and help them supercharge their revenue with Jilt. Check them out at buildpodcast.net slash Jilt. That's buildpodcast.net slash J-I-L-T. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is Craig Hewitt of Seriously Simple Podcasting. Craig, how are you today? Doing great, Joe. How are you doing? I am fantastic. So uh, we are trying out a new, I'm trying out a new system for uh, recording the podcast. I'm really excited to see how well that goes. Hopefully to you, the listener, that will have no effect on how you listen to the show. It's just stuff on the back end and I'm pretty excited to try out. But today we're talking about Seriously Simple Podcasting, which is a product that, Craig, correct me if I'm wrong, you purchased this a while back. Is that right? 
Yeah, that's right. It's coming up uh, on a year, I guess, since I purchased the plugin from Hugh Lashbrook. So most folks in the WordPress world know Hugh. He works at Automatic now. And like a lot of other folks that listen to the show probably know that Automatic has a, a kind of rule that people who work for Automatic can't monetize their own products in the WordPress space. So he had this really fantastic WordPress plugin for podcasting and uh, couldn't really take it anywhere because of his employment situation. And I was already in the podcasting world from another business that I run called Podcast Motor, which does like concierge audio editing and show note production for podcasters. And so, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty good fit. And yeah, the opportunity kind of was right in a lot of ways. That's awesome. So uh, I'd love to get into kind of the acquisition process for that. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what the product exactly does? Yeah. Yeah. So my name is Craig Hewitt. Uh, and specifically for Seriously Simple Podcasting, it is a plugin for WordPress that allows you to create and manage your podcast feed and your podcast contents right from WordPress. So instead of using a, a podcast hosting platform like Libsyn or Simplecast or SoundCloud to create your podcast feed and manage your episodes, uh, you can do it all right from WordPress. So a lot of people like this because Rightfully, they want to kind of manage all of their own domain and not be relying on any third-party tools or anything like that. So when we purchased the plugin, that's pretty much what it did. And it had a couple of add-on modules that went along with it that kind of extended the core plugin. And since I purchased the plugin, we built a hosting platform on the back of it. So if you're familiar with the WordPress space or, or the podcasting space, you can think of the analogy of PowerPress mm -hmm. is the plugin that folks who use Blueberry would use in their WordPress site. And then Blueberry is the hosting platform. We did the similar kind of thing and built Seriously Simple Hosting, which is a hosting platform just for WordPress users to host their podcast episodes if they're using Seriously Simple Podcasting. Nice, nice. So you kind of have a, an all-in-one solution there, which is I can vouch for the value of that because I don't have that right now. I use Blueberry, but I also use Libsyn and my own like add-on for the Blueberry plugin and it's a lot of work, you know. It's it's certainly something to consider as I move into my off season switching platforms because you got to upload it in one place and then add everything in another place and then so you have things all all over. So it's it's nice that you offer kind of this all-in-one easy solution for WordPress users who might want to do podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really turned out to be a great product. Uh definitely Hugh had built a fantastic plugin for us to build on top of. Otherwise it it just wouldn't have been possible, but you know, a lot of really happy users from the core plugin that we were able to to kind of share this with and the adoption's been pretty good. Yeah, we're really happy with it. That's fantastic. So I always like to ask what kind of research if any you did, right? That's always my my second question. And I think there's kind of a, a twofold answer that you can give here, which is what kind of research did you do when you decided to buy the plugin? And what kind of research did you do uh, in order to add the feature set that you have now? I suspect your background at Podcast Motor probably helps with that. But you know, let's start with what, what made you want to buy the plugin? Yeah. So I mean, so so Podcast Motor is a productized service is kind of the term that you would use to describe it. So we do as much of the same thing for every customer as we can. We do audio editing, we do show note writing, we do transcription, and then we publish your podcast for you. So it's kind of like an all, like a one-stop shop for everything you need for getting your podcast out the door. And through that, we had exposure to every type of setup possible, right? In terms of like how people run and manage their podcast. So it gave us a lot of breadth of knowledge as to to kind of what a podcast looks like from a customer perspective. I'm a podcaster myself too, but I think it didn't quite give me the 
the exposure to the broader market. But we saw the ability to buy seriously simple podcasting as a way to diversify our our business exposure a little bit, but also take advantage of kind of the the name that we had built for ourselves in the podcasting space and transition that into kind of a, a more of a product instead of a service type business. So at this point, Podcast Motor as a service is is pretty stable. We were coming up on three years old at this point and and kind of saw a way to to fork a little bit of our interest and time and energy into a product, which uh, you know might have a, a better opportunity to scale and things like that as we move forward. Gotcha. That sounds great. And to answer your question, I'm sorry, I guess I didn't I didn't quite answer your question of, of what kind of research we did right. as we were looking to buy it. Yeah. So I mean a lot of as you know, a lot of the WordPress stuff is is like word of mouth and reviews. So so just talked to some people who had used the plugin, looked at the reviews and in, in the dot org repository. I used the plugin a couple of times, but I, I really dug into it some more. And then from there I think the the knowledge that we had from working in the podcasting space so much kind of let us make it make sense pretty easily, if you know what I mean, that that we knew the market pretty well to understand what a good product is and isn't at that point. Yeah, absolutely. So doing a, a bunch of client work, essentially, through your service gave you a lot of insight, right? You talk to people who probably have a bunch of different setups, like you said, or, or do things differently. And so you probably feel like you can streamline that a little bit with the Seriously Simple Podcasting and Seriously Simple Hosting. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Nice. Yep. Now, as far as I know, I was involved just a little bit in this but uh did you talk to people about like the features business advice direction for seriously simple podcasting after you bought it or did you have like a pretty clear vision before you made the purchase yeah i definitely fell in the trap of thinking i knew what all of our customers would want but no i going into it i definitely said you know the market has been proven that a strong integration with wordpress and a hosting platform makes sense with the the model that Blueberry has has kind of proven. So going into acquiring the plugin, I knew that was the road we we're going to take. The other road that we're currently taking is statistics and better statistics for podcasters. It's something that everyone will tell you is lacking in one way or the other. So I think that we knew a lot of the things that pain podcasters. Specific to serious assemble podcasting, there were definitely some things that that we knew needed to be improved on on the core plugin. And we're in the process of, of rolling some of those out now, like an updated media player nice. that just looks really great and, and functions beautifully on anybody's site. So we knew that was a place where we needed to up our game a little bit. And we're in the process of doing that now, which is really cool. Nice. Very nice. And so actually this transitions nicely because I have a bunch of questions about kind of the technical side of things. I've been, I'm going to say I've been professionally podcasting for a year and a half. And that's professional in the sense that I've got sponsors. I've, I've, the, the, the audience has been very good. I've hit some pretty good metrics and I podcasted a little bit before that, but it was just kind of a disaster. It was like a Google hangout with like five of my friends. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> the audio quality was not good, nor was the content because we were all talking over each other. So I feel like I'm a little bit keyed into, to now the things that at least me as a, a podcaster, I'm interested in. And so uh, when we talk about how did you build it, right, you inherited a lot of code and then you started making improvements on top of that, right? So I'm going to ask you kind of three facets that you can think about here. What did you do once you inherited the code? Like how did you build on top of that? What does hosting look like? Because having reliable audio hosting is very important. And 
what does uh, measuring statistics look like for podcasts, right? Because I know there's like some guidelines and Libsyn might do it a little bit differently from Blueberry. And I'm very curious about that. So it's a threefold question. If you need me to repeat any of it, I'd be happy to. But we'll start with what was it like inheriting the code base and building on top of it? Yeah. So I, mean, I think that one of the, going back a little bit to the decision to, to purchase the plugin, a big part of that was knowing that the core plugin was really solidly built and Hugh had done a great job of, of building what we had already. So that, that gave me a lot of comfort in knowing that things aren't going to break, most likely, which in the WordPress world, you know, is, is difficult to say with any confidence. <laughs> yeah. But so we knew we were building on top of like a strong foundation. And then looking kind of forward to to how we built it, I guess I should uh, use the caveat here that I am not a developer. I pretend to be a developer with our team sometimes and do some front end things. But we hired a developer who was actually a friend of Hughes uh, in South Africa. And he's been the one to architect and build almost the entire hosting platform nice. up until this point. Yeah. So Jonathan has been really instrumental in in helping us build things. But uh, I mean, in terms of kind of our, our tech stack, uh, we built the, the podcasting platform on Laravel. Uh, so Jonathan is able to do both the WordPress side and the Laravel side since it's both PHP, uh, which is pretty cool. We host all of our files and kind of the app on Amazon AWS, so S3 and EC2. And then we use a CDN called StackPath to, to deliver files. And that was something that we didn't start out that way. We used Amazon's own CloudFront CDN, uh, and it just wasn't quite the right technical fit for us in terms of cost and, and scaling capacity to their CDN. So we made the switch to a different CDN provider about two months after we launched. So we launched the the hosting platform in May. And about two months later, we, re- we realized that Amazon's CloudFront CDN was uh, was just not a good fit for us. So we moved to something with a little more flat cost structure. Gotcha. So CloudFront is a lot dependent on where files are, are delivered geographically. And so StackPath used to be Mac CDN is kind of just gigabytes or megabytes or however however they measure it for you. And they have kind of tiers too. So as we move up in tiers, it's not an incremental increase, but it's just a kind of different levels. Yeah. So so starting out with development, I knew that we needed to build a hosting platform. We use a lot of the the best and kind of best in class technologies. So AWS, Laravel, Stripe for for billing. And yeah, I just tried to take a lot of the the fancy guesswork out of it, if you will, just trying to say like what's the absolute best decisions we can make. And we made a lot of those. And it took, yeah, it took five months to build. And uh, we launched with uh, something that was very complete, I think, for for a first version and have iterated quite a bit since then. And are, are, by the time this goes live, we'll have made kind of a big update to, to the app. So it's cool to see it evolve as it goes. Nice. That's fantastic. And, and that's really cool to hear. That's really interesting that Amazon's solution is based on like where the files are delivered to, right? It's like uh, yeah. paying like per mile. <laughs> so yep cool so yeah it's, that's cool that you were able to kind of iterate pretty quickly like you saw the writing on the wall and then decided like hey this is we need to change this quickly so that's pretty cool yeah so i know i answered one of the questions did i get into the last two i would say you answered two right okay you talked about hosting the audio and then the third question which i am probably most interested in is is statistics surrounding podcasts because as a podcaster who looks for sponsors, statistics are very important to me. And, and I, like you said, I feel like they're lacking a little bit, not in the sense of like, you know, well, number of downloads doesn't really tell me how far along the user listened, 
but uh, I also don't get a lot of demographic information outside of most of my audience uses iTunes and most of my audience is from the United States. Mm-hmm. So how do you measure? Is there a, a guideline for measuring statistics in podcasts and, and how do you guys go about doing it? Yeah. So there is a guideline. It's called IAB. And I can't remember off the top of my head what IAB stands for, but we can look it up and put in the show notes. And yeah, so our podcast statistics do conform to the IAB standards. And so so the tough thing as you're getting at with, with podcast statistics is for a person who listens to a podcast on their iPhone or Android phone, once the file leaves wherever it's hosted and lands on your iPhone, we don't have any visibility. We as a, a provider of statistics don't have any visibility to what happens. So does do they listen at all? What time of day do they listen? How long do they listen? What speed do they listen at? Do they skip the part where there's the commercial segment, right? And right. so this is this is a big thing for you as a as a content creator and the owner of a show, but it's even a bigger deal for your advertisers, right? So right. Not to not to make you uh, have like sweaty palms or anything, but imagine if you had podcast statistics that said that only thirty percent of your listeners made it to like that mid roll segment where you have your advertisement. Your advertiser would probably come back and say, "Joe, uh, your payment just went down by thirty per- or by seventy percent, right? Because only thirty percent of your listeners are making it to the spot that I'm paying for in your show." Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is a potentially really big paradigm shift in podcast advertising, because when this kind of data becomes available, it will give advertisers more confidence to enter the space, which is a really good thing. I think it'll change CPMs a fair amount after we get some more data about what is, quote, good in terms of this this kind of number. But Apple announced last year at, at their big conference that they're going to start giving some of this information through iTunes Connect. They didn't give any sort of timeline on that. And you might know more than I do about when is that expected, but it's definitely supposed to be coming. It's sort of like on aggregate for an episode, they're going to give like a percentage listened or something like that yeah. through the Apple uh, podcasting app. Yeah. And not to interrupt, but the word on the street is that by the time this show is out, it, it, the target I think was December, 2017. So by the time this episode comes out, Hopefully we'll have that because right now, like the information that Apple podcast gives podcasters is abysmal, uh, as in mm-hmm. it's, it's nothing. It, your podcast is live in I, on iTunes. And if you go to iTunes, you could see ratings and you could see relative popularity, which is like, well, it's really it's more popular than your other shows this week. Uh, right. So I'm very, very excited for that because I would say most, if I'm looking at my statistics, at least most people are using Apple podcasts to listen to podcasts. So their statistics should be really good. And like you said, advertisers will have, I'll have more confidence in, in offering certain advertisers spots on my show. I could say reasonably, I think your show will do well because my audience is this, but advertisers will have numbers, better numbers to back that stuff up. Yeah. And as, as a provider, we're offering some of this information from our hosting platform. So again, by the time this show goes live, the, the hosting platform around Serious Assemble Podcasting is going to be rebranded and we're calling it Castos. So C-A-S-T-O-S. So if anybody wants to kind of check out this, they could go to castos.com. But the reason that we're rebranding the hosting platform is we're going to be rolling in playback duration statistics for your podcasts that are hosted on our platform. So anyone who hosts their podcasts on Castos will get playback duration data for anybody who listens to your podcast in the browser where we have our embedded player. 
So our player will track how long someone listens and then give you analytics on that. So Joe, you're talking about most people listen to to the podcast on the Apple podcasting app. That's very true of, of most podcasters, I think. We just don't have control of that. So the thing we do right. have control of is if people are using our hosting platform, we're going to give them analytics on when the listeners are using our player to play an episode. And we see that that distribution be anywhere between 5 and 10% of listeners. So we think it could be kind of a representative sampling of your broader audience so that depending on what Apple ends up giving you, we're going to give you maybe something complimentary or slightly different for a different part of your demographic. Yeah. And I mean, that sounds excellent. Obviously, the more the more information that you know I as a podcaster have, the better. And you're, that sounds about right. I think about 5% of my audience listens on the website, hopefully with the redesign for season four, that increases a little bit. And that's uh, something I'm, I'm very excited to see more of because just like having kind of uh, one-off conversations with some listeners, I've uh, realized that I need to start adding, which I have for season four, st- like an, a sponsor spot in the end role. Like the having the top of the show sponsor spot is nice, but having it at the end is probably a little bit better. It gives my sponsors more visibility. And that's one of my big goals for this season is to become a partner for my sponsors without alienating the listeners. That's always the the dance that that you have to do, right? For sure. For sure. (laughs) How are you using the statistics you have now to communicate with your sponsors? I always think this is interesting. Yeah. Oh, man. Flipping the script a little bit. Uh, Sorry. No, I don't mean to. Sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. This is great because this is an episode about podcasting and I'm very happy to share that information. So the information that I have over on howibuilt.it slash sponsors is most of the stuff that I share with my potential sponsors, right? So downloads is the big metric I have, which is I'll do the aggregate, the total amount of downloads I've had all time. And then I'll do like a three month running average. I think that's probably most representative of my current audience, right? As well as downloads per episode in the first week, which has been really nice. I find like things peter off a little bit. I also try to include as many demographics as I can based on what I know and what my popular shows are, right? So uh, I've got mostly iTunes users primarily in the United States, followed by the UK and Australia. Those are things that Libsyn tells me. What I can glean from episode popularity is most of my listeners are probably WordPress developers or business owners within the WordPress space. You know, my my most popular episodes to as of today have been about like building a WordPress community and then some of the pretty heavy dev episodes with like Pippin Williamson or J Trip, uh John Jacoby, which are we get pretty dev heavy. So I'm actually bringing this up now as we speak. My most popular three episodes. Oh, wow. Episode one with Jason Coleman. And that was pretty dev heavy. Episode two, uh, or the second most popular episode, is actually Mike Rode, Mike Rohde from Sketchnotes. So I suspect that that one's popular because he's a popular person. Mm-hmm. And then number three is Gravity Forms, which is one of the more recent episodes at the time of this recording. I think it went live in October. And it's already the third most popular episode downloaded. So uh, I think that's pretty indicative of my audience. So uh, that's that's kind of the thing. I'm doing a little bit of guesswork based on what I have. I've also recently installed the Facebook Pixel. So hopefully for season four, I will have better statistics for demographics. Last night, I learned that 
28% of my listeners who visit the website uh, like Gary Vanderchuk. So that's probably information that I could use somehow, right? Sure. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Interesting. So, yeah, I think I answered your question there. I talked a lot, but I think that yeah, was... Yeah, no, it's, it's, that- it's always just fascinating. I think <laughs> it, it's it's tough. And I think a lot of us are using uh, a lot of the tools the best we can to infer a little bit about our audiences as podcasters. And yeah, like you said before, there's just a ton of work that we all can do there. And especially us as like a, a content or service provider to, to help folks understand their audiences better. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it, it like you said, it is tough. I had a survey. I tried putting out a survey but I didn't really incentivize it very much. So I only got like a few responses back. Uh, I was hoping to really understand the core audience through that survey. But uh, I think the Facebook pixel is probably between the Facebook pixel hosting statistics and hopefully what Apple podcast rolls out, I can get a really good picture of my audience. And, and, and yeah, I know that this was fairly sponsor specific as far as what we're talking about, but knowing my audience means I can also deliver better content for my Mm -hmm. audience, right? I can, I can say, oh, all right, well, mostly developers probably aren't going to want to hear about, I don't know, you know, kittens or something. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't want to hear about kittens? I know that's a good point. That was a really (laughs) bad example. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we, we are coming up on time here. I know we kind of hit the, both the transformations and plans for the future, right? Uh, But is there anything, any other Big things you want to talk about as far as your plans for the future go as uh, you're you're rolling out really cool statistics. You are uh, rebranding to Castos. So are those the big things that we can look for on the horizon? Yeah, and I think the other the other thing about that and and kind of why we're rebranding to to castos.com is we're opening up our hosting platform to not necessarily be WordPress, I'll say dependent. So right now sure. the only way to use seriously simple hosting is through the WordPress plugin. By the time this goes live, like in 2 weeks by the end of 2017, you'll be able to sign up at Castos for uh, using a hosting platform like you would Libsyn or Simplecast or Use it right from WordPress like you do now with Serious Simple Hosting, where you're using the plugin to kind of manage your content and feed, and then we're hosting the files for you. So we're opening it up to where everyone can use our platform. And I think with the statistics uh, capabilities that we're rolling out, it should be pretty fun to see uh, how it resonates with folks. Nice. That sounds fantastic. Everything that we've talked about today, I will link in the show notes. And before we wrap up, I want to ask my favorite question, which is, uh, do you have any trade secrets for us? So I don't know if it's a trade secret, but it's been a big kind of change in my work lately. I have a standing desk, which is definitely not a new thing, but I was a skeptic of it for a long time. And it's really been great just for my my happiness at work and my longevity. Uh, It really changed kind of how I feel after I get done with work at the end of the day. Yeah, it's really wonderful. That's awesome. That is a trade secret that I can also vouch for. I am currently standing at my standing desk. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. I feel a lot better at the end of the day. Like I'm not just hunched over. I had some lower back pain for a while that I feel is going away because I'm standing a lot more. So what standing desk do you have? Uh, it's just the uh, the pneumatic one from Ikea. I don't know the name, nice. but yeah, it's it's great. A couple hundred bucks. Good investment. Yeah, not bad. That's a, I like. I got the Jarvis standing desk because that's what Wirecutter recommended. And basically that's just whatever they say I should buy. All there you go. So, that's gospel, right? They have yeah, exactly. So awesome. Well, Craig, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people find you? Yeah. So if you want to check out uh, Seriously Simple Podcasting, uh, by the time this goes live, you can go to castos.com. We'll have a link in the top in the nav there. Uh, or you can follow me on Twitter. I'm the Craig Hewitt on Twitter. I would love to love to chat. 
Fantastic. Thanks again to Craig for joining me. Castos is now live and there's a link in the show notes. You should definitely check it out if you're interested in podcasting. It's a great service. Uh, And thanks again to our sponsors. Make sure to check out Liquid Web for managed WordPress hosting. I use them on this site. I use them on all of my important sites. They are that good. They are at buildpodcast.net slash liquid. And they'll give you 50% off your first two months just for being a listener. If you want to save your clients or yourself money through recovering abandoned carts, check out Jilt. I've been using it for the past few months and I've been really loving the service and the support. So check them out. They are over at buildpodcast.net slash Jilt. For all of the show notes, head over to howibuilt.it slash 75. If you like the show, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. It helps people discover us. And finally, check out the Patreon page. We've got lots of stuff going on there. Great rewards, great goals, and I'm really doubling down on it. So if you like the show and you want to support it directly, head over to patreon.com slash howibuiltit. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month. And until next time, get out there and build something.